0: Welcome to the Professionalist Real Estate Investing Podcast with your host, Tony Jacobs. This podcast is not just about making money. It's about creating a legacy that stands the test of time. From analyzing market trends to mastering negotiation skills, we will leave no stone unturned as we guide you through different stages of real estate investing. We will bring on industry leaders and share stories from the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So now, it's time to level up your real estate game. And there's no better way to do it than right here with us at the Professionalist Real Estate Investing Podcast.
1: Hey, Tony, how's it going,
0: Mister Rob? What's good? I'm good. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man.
0: I know you. Hopefully, you're feeling way better. I mean, we've been absent for a while because you know you were sick and everything,
1: and I'm glad everything's gotten better. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, between me being sick and taking care of my wife after her surgery, um, things were a little rough there, but. We're getting back to it, that's for sure. Exactly. Nothing's going to hold us back. It's just going to slow us down for a second. Amen.
0: Yeah, so um, today, we're going to have a little discussion about uh, commercial real estate. So, the difference between commercial real estate and residential. Um. A lot of people need to know also, like, what goes on between both. So, with residential real estate... Residential lending is focused on an underwriting of the borrower. So that goes with your uh, with your credit, um, a whole bunch of variations, but it more or less goes on your credit, how much your uh, uh, um, interest rate is going to be to purchasing the home. But with commercial, the underwriting is focused more on the property for like, you know, the net operating costs, the cap rate. Um, there's a whole bunch of variances that goes with the commercial. So those are the, those are a little bit of the difference between both of them. And, but when it comes to, um, the commercial side, uh, there's all different types of commercial lenders from banks as such as the national banks, community banks, credit unions, um, commercial mortgage backed securities, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and HUD. Those are also some lenders that also dealt with commercial real estate. And then there's also types of uh, commercial properties also. Um, the one a lot of people deal with is uh, retail. Malls, uh, retail shops, um, mom and pop stores. Uh, second would be industrial. Warehousing, um,
1: Like processing plants. um, Yes. Things like that.
0: Yes. That's going to fall in the lines of uh, commercial properties. Office space. That's huge. Um, Multifamily. Those are the buildings with four units or more. So. Actually, when it comes to multifamily, it's excuse me, it is actually five or more. So with your loan, say if you get a commercial. Five and above is commercial status, but between one and four, that's residential. A lot of people don't know about that, but that's a little hidden gem when it comes to um, from what's structuring from residential to commercial.
1: So if I wanted to become an investor and I wanted to go buy a quadplex, say, then it's going to be very tough as compared to if I wanted to go buy a quintplex. Yes,
0: exactly. And then, other commercial properties also include car washes. Another big one that has come lately in the past couple years is self storage. Oh yeah, self storage is a huge one because there really is no huge overhead. So you have to think storage spaces for people who move out or they want to downsize and they want to put their belongings in a self storage. And that's a good one. Another one too that a, a lot of people uh, don't really think about. It's like kind of out of sight, out of mind is parking lots, parking garages. Um, that's just like, uh, I tell everyone um, the individual, what's his name that played Malcolm in the middle. That is one of his big things.
1: Frankie Muniz.
0: Yes. That's one of his big things is uh um, parking spaces, and he brings in a lot of generational wealth doing it. Oh, I bet he does. Yeah. So, those are the different types of commercial properties that uh, people can invest in. But what lenders look for, and the size of the loan for um, commercial properties, is what type of property is one. The second one is the size of the loan. How much of a loan do they need for for the uh, for the deal to happen about third. And I feel that this third is actually number one to me is location. Location of property is huge. Number four would be value of property. And number five would be loan to value. And so when it comes to commercial real estate and also when it comes to investing, any type of investing, when, even if it's residential, if it's commercial, it's all. there's always a risk. So you have to choose wisely as to what you want to do. You need to know what your goal, what your plans are uh, to to know about how to go about purchasing these properties. At the end of the day, you want to know exactly where you want done with this in the future, because in the real estate, in the real estate game itself, it's all about longevity. It's not a get rich quick scheme. So, people need to understand that. So, we're just giving people genuine advice to watch out for, what to look out for. We're not like professionals at this, but we have studied and we know a few things here and there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, whatever you do, make sure, like I said, make sure you know why you're purchasing the property, what's your end goal. And a lot of people use real estate, as I said, they use it for uh, generational wealth. They use it for. Deleting their nine to five job, like if they have enough capital coming in, there's no need for them to work. So real estate can go a long ways, as you can tell, like even like the situation right now that's going on with the banks here in the United States, like people are really freaking out about our structure of our banks, what's going on. But do you think really people are freaking out with the situation with real estate? No. No. If anything, since COVID in the past three years, rent has gone up tremendously everywhere.
1: So actually, if we're going to get onto that subject, that's something that I wanted to talk to you about. Have you seen these people outside of the grocery stores lately? I actually have. Have you signed any of those petitions? <laughs> I looked at one of them the other day. I looked them up and down. I thought, man, you scrub, get out of my face. <laughs> I had to have a conversation about how, yeah, rent control is good for the tenants, but that's not good for everybody. No, it's you know? not. Um, So I understand that at a certain point, things are going to get out of control, but that's not necessarily the way that you deal with things. There are already laws in place in California where a landlord can only raise the rent 10% annually. Exactly. So it's not like things could get that out of control anyways. If you have a $2,500 a month rent, like some people we know, you can go up $250 a year. Yes. You know, and then after that, $275, $275, you know, and obviously like everything else, it's going to grow exponentially over time. But, um, in the world that we live in, you need to take that into account and you need to not jump into something that's going to get you, um, underwater. Um, another conversation that we've had recently was about people that end up with large sums of money from things like the lottery Yes. And what do you end up doing with that? You, you want a home. You want stability in your life. And if you've grown up poor, you want that McMansion. But yes. the problem with that McMansion is that it's going to cost you more in property taxes every year than you can actually pay. And, that and, and maintenance. And people always end up putting themselves into bad situations because they don't think ahead. Exactly. They go with what feels right at that time. That's it. That's it. So you need to really... If you're going to become a real estate investor, um, really pay attention to what you want, how you want to structure your investment portfolio, um, and what type of taxes you want to pay. Exactly,
0: because really? that's that's definitely a different, ep- a good episode for us too. Is definitely with the taxes because the reason why I say about that is that's a whole nother chapter. Is because. A lot of people think that with taxes, uh, the the wealthy, they there's a cheat code. There is no cheat code when it comes to taxes. There's a blueprint, but there's not a cheat code because everybody can read the, the tax structure. You may not understand every single word, but there's people out there. There's CPAs who know exactly how to go about for a person to lower their taxes. The main engine that helps them lower their taxes is real estate. The government gives them that availability. If they have the money and the resources to purchase real
1: estate, that they can counteract their taxes. And to be fair, um, if this podcast in and of itself proves nothing else at all, it's the 2020s. You have Google. If you don't understand something, you can always look it up. You can figure it out through Google and creativity. Nothing is impossible. Exactly.
0: We have everything. This is 2023. We have everything very accessible to us than any other time in the history of man. In the history of man, there is no excuses.
1: No, none at all. Um, Ignorance is a choice at this point. Yes,
0: exactly. I'm with you there. Yeah, but especially when it, like we said we're talking about rents, and I, I wanted to bring another thing when it came to rent is uh is that the generation that's I can't remember which generation it is, it's the latest generation. <laughs> uh Gen Z? It's Gen Z. If you th- if you think about it, a lot of them don't want to buy homes. They don't want the responsibility to buy homes. What They want to do is rent, and it's already been established that a lot of them that in this Gen Z generation that's all they want to do is rent. A lot of them can't even afford to buy because everything is
1: skyrocketing so high. So that's what I was going to say was uh, without giving too much away, we um, we are separate generations, yes, right? and uh, so I have friends that are Zoomers, um, and Honestly, like for my generation and the younger generations, it's sad, dude. But the American dream's about dead. Um, that whole idea of going out and buying a home and having 2.5 kids and a wife that stays home all day. And you guys have two cars and, you know, a nice lawn and all that stuff is about dead. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's why this hustle culture is coming up so strong. That's why there's been the great migration away from the nine to five jobs. That's why these big corporations are having the issues that they're having now. That's why Walmart is having to shut stores down because of theft. Walmart is not hurting because of some $600,000 a year that they're being stolen from. No, at all. Not at all. They're hurting because they can't get people to come in there and be slaves anymore. Yes. It's like a great awakening. Yes. And then
0: I always, if you, if anyone hears me all the time, I I always talk about COVID. COVID changed everything about the world, every way, the way we think, the way we do things. It changed the mentality. It changed my mentality in so much and so many different levels. It's the way everything, where in the history of time have you ever seen the world completely shut down? For illustration, I remember the one time where there was a photo of a gentleman and he was standing on his rooftop and he was never ever able to see the Himalayas completely like clear. Well, when the world was shut down and none of the factories were running, he was able to see the mountains so clear. Why? Because while we was inside, the
1: earth was healing. That's right.
0: That's why animals... Bears, coyotes. That was why they were migrating to in the towns, into cities, because they weren't hearing that noise. Cause in the wilderness, right, you don't hear much noise. If you do, you hear, you know, somebody stepping on sticks and leaves and everything. They weren't hearing any of that. So they were migrating out of their limits. Why? Because we were shut down. Right. So even people's way of thinking, you gotta think how many people from three years ago to now have turned into entrepreneurs. Yeah. Have started investing, have started their own companies, have done their own LLCs, have got done, uh, uh, multi-families, um, even homes, uh, an abundance of homes Their People's thinking has changed so much, especially, from COVID to now that people are changing. Cause like I said, there's so many different avenues. You can Google. We have information. We have the internet. The internet changed the world. Yeah. Just like me and you were talking about the AI stuff. That's changing the world to this very day. Yes, it is. So, in a way, it's not like keeping up with the Joneses, but we have, we have to adapt. We have to adapt to what's going on. Most and whatever And whatever resources that we have, and especially when it comes to, you got to think. In the seventies, when people were buying homes and everything, they can go on Zillow. No. They can no. go on Zillow Zillow at all and be like, Okay, I think my house is worth this, even though it's not the most credible numbers. No,
1: they'd look but, in they'd look in the nickel. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Exactly.
0: Get the nickel every every week.
1: Right. And like, hold on,
0: who should I talk to and open up the, the Bible book of yellow pages?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go with real estate agent fourteen. Yes. Yes. So
0: I know we got a couple of things more to do here in the studio, but um, eventually we're going to have people who are doing these things, who are investing, who are bettering themselves, who want to show people that this can be done in real estate. Real estate is the major platform. What's the two expressions? God's not making any more dirt
1: and God's not making any more land. That's it. That's it. In fact, if you pay attention to weather patterns, it looks like he's taking it away. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. So I I would invite anybody to please subscribe uh, to our podcast and, um, tell a friend. Yes. Yes. We got, we have a a lot of great information. We're, We're gathering together to, um, for everyone easily to understand, um, Knowledge now it's just power. Now this goes a long ways. Like I'm still learning to this very day. I was learning about like a, a, we talked before, before we started about uh, business credit. There was just like hidden gems and he's like, hold on. I'm, he's getting excited. And like, trust me, I, I learned so much. I sit in my office and I'm just, I just listen and listen and listen. And I listen to credible people and I still Google or I still do my home homework as to to make sure that what they're speaking about is the truth. But a lot of people don't do that. I, th- I think it's like the uh, quick, I know what I'm doing, quick justification. But me, I like to, if I'm telling somebody, I want to let them know that I know this 100%. So I want them to feel comfortable around me too.
1: Well, always check what I say. Exactly. Because okay. I'm going to. Do my very best to be honest and to be truthful, to just give you facts. But, you know, I'm a human and I'm going to make mistakes. So always check what I say. Yes. Um, So that being said, you guys have a great evening. Um, Thanks for listening to our podcast and you'll be hearing from us again soon.
0: Yes, sir.